When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Think back. If you're able, think back to when you were a child. Think back and try to remember how much money you thought it would take to be filthy rich. What's the number? Remember the number? I kind of remember the number. I, I, you it know, wasn't, I, I, it's I, easy. That's easy. I could tell it's you the a million dollars. A million, everybody always said, Hey, you got a million bucks. And by the way, a lot of people st- today still See? say, Hey, you got a million bucks. Anyway. <laughs> but for me, it wasn't even a million because yeah. I came from a very poor family mm. and I'm going like, if I can have a hundred thousand dollars, wow. I can make it. I'm going to yeah. be great. I'm yeah. going to be set for life. Now with a million Today, you can still live, but that's really about the extent of it. You're going to live. How much money does it take today to be rich, to be rich, where you feel like I never have to think about money again? What's the number, Tom? Well, the number is not what this survey just found. By well, that's the way, what, I'm what did the survey find? All right. Welcome to Talking um, Real Money. I'm Tom. Oh. That's Don over there, just in case you're wondering. And you're I, you out know, there it, listening. I, I got to tell you, you. When, yeah. this is the podcast. Yeah. So they actually had to go to TalkingRealMoney.com. Or so to they have a good idea of what this is. Where it says Talking Real Money with <laughs> Tom right, and well, Don. Okay, okay, fine enough. <laughs> it's not like I think, radio where I we know, have to introduce it, ourselves. And even radio, I don't think they do a very good job. That. Okay, survey came out. Uh, they oh, surveyed, he's not opinionated, is he? Surveyed uh, 1,000 Americans ages 21 to 75. Well, that's their first yeah. problem. Never trust anybody under, what, 30 or 40. Ah, uh, at any rate, they, they say, wait, wait, wait. I thought they said that's don't what, trust anyone over 40. That Oh, over. Well, they got they got that mixed up, but we can fix that right away. So they surveyed people and they asked them, can you put a dollar amount on what it means to be wealthy in the United States? And the magic number is. I'm dying. Two point two point two million dollars. Two point two million dollars. With that, wait you're wealthy. Last I now, checked, they don't that was say only really, a little over twice as much as a million. Yeah, which if you go back to where we're thinking about a million in the 1960s, it would be way a million dollars then be way more than 2.2 today, way more. Uh, but they don't really say, by the way, what. So you, maybe you could help me with that. When you say wealthy, what does that mean, really? I mean, is that you, uh, you me, suggest you don't have to, to me, work again? I don't know. No, to me, true. it means you don't have to worry about money at all. You have no reason whatsoever to ever really even think about it. You have enough money for everything, for anything you should choose to do practically. And for me, I don't think that that number is reached until you're into certainly not seven figures. It's got to be eight or nine. Where where money is not. And well, okay, but number one, it always depends on how much you spend. 
just talk to somebody mean, the other to the day who has a couple. You really don't even have to think about what you spend. You just get to go. Okay, okay you know what? I I want to I want to fly in a private jet everywhere I go. Ah, you're that's the, like you're Jeff eight, Bezos kind of money. Yeah, no, well, that's, that's more billions. Than, yeah, yeah, I get it. There are millionaires flying. Sure, private. I I think you're right. I think that's more like ten billion, ten million and up. To really be oh, in gosh, that yes. status, like, and, and even ten, yeah. I, even ten, I think you got to yeah. get closer to a hundred to really true. start to really live that way. Yeah. Um. So this survey, I mean, the, what I hate about this is people read this and think I got to have two million dollars or I can't be okay, rich, rich, which is so not true. There isn't a number, and Americans have this horrible thing. We it just it's one of our worst traits is. I got to have more. I mean, we've all felt it, right? We look across the fence at our neighbor and they're doing something. And you're like, well, why, why can't I do my neighbor, by the way, who has replaced my bad neighbor. I haven't heard the you have no leaf blowers yet, which is good, but he gets like three deliveries a day. And I think, what, what am I missing? Anyway? I mean, so we all have this tendency to think that we need more and it's ridiculous. You don't need $2 million. Um, well, but, 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 but yeah. you might need $2 million. Well, it depends you of course, how much you're spending. You might need $2 million. Yeah, right. That's the thing. There is no, and this is something yeah. that a lot of listeners, a lot of clients, a lot of people we talk to go, what's the number? What? How much do I need? Well, that's not an easy answer to provide without knowing what you need from the money. Well, how much income do you need and yep. how much risk can you take to get it? I think those are two key things. I mean, here's the problem I have with this whole discussion in general is here's what I see happening, like really happening. What happens is when people either hear the number or they see their neighbor or they read something about somebody getting rich with meme stocks or SPACs, whatever it is, they think I got to have some. I want to be in on that. I'm missing it. So mm-hmm. and I, I we saw this with a few people that that we know. Late last year, that we're using, oh, let me think, just index funds and making plenty of money. But they looked around and said, but if I had my money in Amazon or if I had my money in Tesla or if I had my money in Apple or Microsoft, look how much more I would have made. And this is serious. They actually took some of their money from those index funds and put it into those tech stocks. And what happened? Those places have gotten beat up, hammered, bashed down. So it does create bad habits that's what i worry about when i hear these numbers it creates bad behavior yeah. it just creates bad behavior and that's the the real problem is that this this fomo this keeping up with the joneses concept uh is it's why people got into crypto it's why people got into the arc innovation fund all this money comes pouring in after things have done well not before you didn't know arc innovation was going to go up by triple digits before it did you did not know that i guarantee none of you did it was only a couple of people who even got into the thing early on it was only later after it had posted those big gains that the money came pouring into the tune of billions of dollars from thousands of of investors so as to the point of what is the right what does it take to be rich well one is that should that really be your goal? I th- I think that's exactly right. I mean, I think if you go back, for example, 
to the movie Wall Street. At one point, the protagonist asked Gordon Gecko, how much is enough, Gordon? How many boats? How many planes? How many whatever? I, everybody has to come up with what their lifestyle should be, what, it, what they want it to be, and then settle for that. I guess that's the part that I struggle with. Even people who have a lot of money oftentimes are like, how can I make much? How can I make more? And greed will get you in, in trouble. No, all Gordon Gecko aside, no question about it. Well, and the fact of the matter is you're not going to invest your way to Bezos type point. or or uh, Musk type or Gates type wealth. You are not going to invest yourself into that kind of wealth because you you can't do it. You would have to take a flyer and get really lucky. Well, you could win the lottery then too. You sure. could. You could win yep. an 80 million, 100 million, 200 million dollar lottery. You could. Do you actually plan your life around the winning of a multi-million dollar lottery. No, you don't. But people plan their lives around trying to invest their way to wealth, which isn't going to happen. Do you know do you have any idea how all these people got rich? Uh which they ones worked. are you talking about now? Bezos, oh, Musk. Yeah, Gates. they they had an idea but they worked like the devil to make it happen. No question. They were smart about it, but they made it. So again, going back to where we started, about is $2.2 million enough? No idea because we don't know anything about your life. Is that meaningful to you? No, it's not meaningful to you. There isn't a number. Right. Even Let's a withdrawal give them something rate, that's meaningful to them though. Let's give them something that is meaningful, not the number, but how to arrive at your number because everybody has a number they should probably shoot for. Shoot for. I, and I've heard I've heard uh, Larry Swedro say it should be twenty five times your salary. Yeah, but again, that's what the, the right way to do it is to figure out what it costs you to live today, and then add a rate of inflation to that that is typical a three percent maybe. Want to be a little bit more conservative? Add four percent per year. Extrapolate that out a few years. That's probably the amount you need. What are your bare bones expenses? Then, then say, but I want to live a little over bare bones. So this is what I'm shooting for you. And what can you expect from your portfolio? Well, it depends. Again, every single thing we talk about on this program depends on you. There isn't a right number for everybody. It's how long do you think you're going to live? <laughs> Nobody knows that. And so therefore the withdrawal rate is worthless. But I will say this along, I will add to what you just said. And that is, we do know the people who are more successful with whatever number they have or don't have, they have a plan and they have a discipline. And once that's in place, they're pretty implacable. And then they also don't move around when bad things happen in the market, all the rest of that, that stuff is, yeah, I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. I, I may pay attention to it, but it doesn't affect my financial decision. So I'm going to tag on with what you said and say, yeah, once you have that document in place and you have a discipline to follow it, then it doesn't matter if the Joneses have 3 million or 4 million, whatever it is, you've got what you need to make it work for the long haul. And then it really boils down to one last thing. You have you, having the discipline. We all think we have the <laughs> discipline. It's not, it, it's knowing, absolutely knowing with total certainty that you will never let your emotions control your financial decisions ever. If you can't do that, 
If you know you can't and you're being totally honest with yourself, be honest with yourself. Why lie to your? Is there any big benefit in lying to yourself? No, nope. I'm aware of. Maybe benefits in lying to other people, but don't lie to yourself. If you've done all that and you go, I know me. Um, I'm gonna wait right now because the market is down. Not has been, but it's down. I'm gonna wait. Or boy, uh, when that market goes up, I'm gonna start buying like crazy. Or once it's up, I'm gonna buy. <laughs> uh, if you're one of those people, you got to get some help. <laughs> and I'm not talking. Well, I actually am talking kind of psychiatric because that's what a good advisor acts it as is, in yeah, some ways. Exactly. They, they, they act yep. as a fiscal and emotional counselor. Good ones do that. Yeah, and they the do. They are, they don't the just build a plan. They don't. They don't just put together a portfolio and say, see you later. They're there when you do go through the ups and the downs, as we've seen this year. And they help you stay on those tracks, stay on the course. So I think that's exactly right, Don. And we have questions that you asked us to answer. Sitting here in our little inbox at yes. TalkingRealMoney.com, mm -hmm. many, many, many of them. Uh, we still have probably 10 or 12 to get through, maybe more. I can, I lose track. So, and this one dovetails nicely into our conversation Ooh, about okay. needing advice. Bring on the doves. I have been listening to your show for years now and love the podcast. My question is about a financial advisor. Could you recommend one in Alaska, Anchorage, more specific? My wife and I need to get all our different retirement account, accounts in line as our family is getting older. Me, 45, wife, 43, three kids, 11, 4, 3. Also, someone to help my mother-in-law as I found out she uses Wells Fargo. You know, I'd love to send my mother-in-law to Wells Fargo uh, if I had the opportunity. I'd be all over that. You put her on the Wells Fargo uh, they, they got wagon. Those, they got those stage coaches and yeah, Wells Fargo wagon. The, yeah, okay. Yeah, Stand Central yeah. California somewhere and yeah, what's that from? Blazing the, the music man. <laughs> the hundred and ten degree heat. Yeah, uh, if you can find the stage couch, I can get my mother-in-law there, no doubt. Um, all right. Can we answer the question seriously in now? Alaska? So, I mean, getting old at 45, isn't, isn't there an old and a 45? Older. He said older, older. older. Yeah, okay. Even Remember older. at 45, you felt, you felt all, all like grown <laughs> I up. I had no everything. idea I'd feel this bad. You had no idea. Nearly 20 years older than that. Uh, so, okay. First of all, if you want someone in Alaska, the best I could do would be to go use our, our dimensional funds method, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You simply go to, I think it's DFAUS.com, and I believe you type in your it's zip really, code. It's really hard to find it, though. They, oh, good They've Lord. gone out of their way, and I've talked to them about this. Mm. Uh, for some reason, they feel compelled. All right, my trackpad just disconnected. For uh -oh. some reason, they feel compelled to do page upon page upon page of other stuff where the, the search and advisor button is the last one. I told him this was a bad idea if you're trying to help. It's actually DFA, yeah, DFAUS.com. That's DFA what I said. DFAUS.com. Yeah, I just want to make sure I have that DFAUS.com. Right. Yes. And what you there have to is. do is yep. you have to, in the middle on of the, the page, site. there are these little dots. You know, click one dot, click two dots. It's on the fifth dot. Wait, I mean, I'm on the, the phone version of this, and I'm not seeing any dots, and I'm pretty good at collecting. Well, you got to go down to the gray section. Dots. Go to the gray section, 
And the final dot down there is find an advisor near you. All right. So what all you now, do then is enter. I don't know what the Oh, here we go. Is. No, it's actually on the on the mobile version. It's like this. Oh, it just it went away. It was Oh, I see the dots. Got it now. Okay. You see the dots? Yeah, oh, God's sakes. Okay, yeah, it's hard, but you can do it. So you go to dfaus.com and then you simply enter your zip code um mm-hmm. and uh they'll hook you up with three people in your area. We trust them. Well, I they'll give DFA you the names. Ethical. Um, Correct. I went and looked one up. In Alaska, one, one in Alaska, well, and it was actually pretty nice. Pretty nice. The uh, it's called Bright Road Wealth. I, I'm not. I, I read their form ADV. That's all I did. But it's nice in that uh, their maximum fee is one percent per year. I like that, uh, and I do believe that they are DFA advisors. Um, and uh, they're in Anchorage, and so you might at least want to talk to them. But here's a little bit of advice over and above that: do not take our word for it. Do not take anyone's word for it. Okay? This is critical. Go to talkingrealmoney.com slash help and learn how to vet advisors. We teach you how to do it. We give you the tools you need to do it. We give you a form that any 100% fiduciary worth his or her salt would gladly fill out and sign. It's only the bad ones that will refuse. It's the best way of all to find one that's likely not to be working in your best interest all the time. Use the form. I know it's uncomfortable, but what you need to do is say, you know, this is a business relationship I am getting ready to enter into or might enter into with you here. I need to know you just like I guess, I hope you need to know me before we do a darn thing. So, can you fill this short form out for me? Take your time. Uh, and then we'll, then we'll come back and talk. And sign what? it. By the way, I'd be curious to know if you called an advisory firm in Alaska, if you got a tr- chilly reception. Which one of you was, was it out there who said he could, he could continue to make his puns? Which one of you? Step forward, please. Take responsibility for your actions. We have a cliff. You will be flying off the side of it. Sorry. Okay. We've got time for one more. Is that it? Do you want one more? I can do one more. This will be fun for you. My wife and I invested with Edward Jones about three years ago. Based Mm. on information from your podcast, we finally decided to move to Vanguard. And I've been speaking with an advisor there. We have two IRAs, one taxable account. After speaking with the advisor, a plan was drafted that consisted of they talked to a Vanguard advisor. Guess what the portfolio allocation is, Tom? Uh, let me think. Some Vanguard funds? No, no, don't. Just the allocation. Oh. Just the stock bond allocation. What would you guess the number is? 60-40? 60-40. The man wins another Cupid Thank doll. You. Yeah. This, mm. this mirrors what we had at Edward Jones. My question mm. involves the allocation between the three accounts. We're using four of their ETFs. BND, yeah. BNDX, VTI, and VXUS. They recommend that my wife's IRA consist only of BND and BNDX, okay. my IRA, VXUS, and BNDX. The taxable account will be solely VTI. We'll both be 70 in August. We have good pensions and do not need to use these funds for the foreseeable future. It appears we'll have at least 72 before RMDs. What would be the reasoning behind this allocation? Okay, now I'm not 
BNDX. That's international bonds. Is that what that is? Uh, I believe it is. Okay. I, yeah, total international might, bonds. Yeah, okay, so just step back before we get into the port, where to own specific things. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, no offense, because Vanguard's a very fine, fun family. Fun family. Yes. I was going to stop there, yeah. too. Yeah. <sighs> <It's just>, uh, <laughs> so their advisory other, business is questionable yeah, at times. It is, because this portfolio, frankly, if you were like uh, 25 and you're just getting going, sure. But if you're going to hire someone to manage the money, this is not as sophisticated as I would like to see. Oh, it, exactly. There's no small cap. There's no value. No, there's there's no. Yeah, exactly. There's no, nothing. This is, this is, this is, we give you this, basically this portfolio free at talkingrealmoney.com because it's like, here, you go do this. You don't need yeah. to pay them what I guess but, is going to be 30 basis what, points. Why? international Why? bonds in your in your taxable account that doesn't make sense no no because, no no no, yeah. no 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 bndx would only be in the iras oh okay but why why the his wife's ira and bnd and bndx only his vxus and bndx um i get, well i could see the having bonds in a qualified account that makes sense oh, right oh, no because no that but i'm just the interest then doesn't matter if it's in a taxable account then yes you're going to pay tax on that so you don't want to do that i think that makes sense um and again i'm not sure if i'm familiar with the was that another bond fund the vs no, VXUS, that's the Vanguard Total International. Here's what they're doing, oh. Tom. They're they're using the Vanguard Total International and the Vanguard Total US as opposed yeah. to using VT, which is ah. the Vanguard Total World. World, right. Again, this is no offense. Uh, this is very simple for somebody who's actually being paid to manage the money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oftentimes we see portfolios with – 40 funds, which I think is too much. I'd like to see less than half of that. But again, this is, I don't think you should be paying them for this kind of work. No offense to them. No, no, seriously. Really? I mean, seriously? This is all the advice they give for their half a basis point? Or I think it's 30 basis basis points. 30 30 basis basis points. points. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's just, I mean, here's, if, if I was doing this, uh, and you just we're going to keep it this this simple. Um, I'm not 100 percent sold on BNDX. By the way, just me either. To tell you, um, I I don't I don't. It would know make that, a small part of the bond portfolio. It, it would have much. to be tiny. And but I'm yeah. just saying for the for this let's keep it simple. Stupid portfolio. Yeah. Um, that the the we use BND and VTI and fire the advisor. Yes, and again, if someone's I'm serious, BND this, and VTI and fire yeah. the advisor. And if somebody's managing this not for VTI, you, VTI, VT, 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 not VTI. a VT. global stock fund and the bond. It, again, if someone's managing this for you, I would ask them. It'd be very simple. Um, what is my commitment to U.S. small cap? What is my commitment to U.S. small cap value? What is my commitment to U.S. large cap? Value. See, this is the problem. What is my though, international? Tom? I mean, the exposure to those. Van- you, what, he's, they're going to say they have that exposure, and I'm going to say it's going to be so tiny. No, no, it's no, not no. Gonna be they, meaningful. they don't believe in the same research that we believe. <sighs> in, that, even though it's pretty solid. To research. me, it doesn't. You don't even need to believe in that. You just need to say, "I want to be spread out among various asset classes," because in that portfolio, 
Uh-huh. What do you own? You own the things, by the way, that have gotten beat up big this year because it's mainly giant or large U.S. companies. That's what you hold. Those have been pounded down more than anything else this year. So again, and they got you've you've been the one pointed out from 2000 through 2009. They were the ones that got pounded down. If you were more diversified, you did much better. So again, this is I just don't think it's a very good uh, portfolio. And, and, and here's what I would probably do. I would take – seriously, again, my my inclination would be, one, fire the advisor. Just say, guys, okay, we're just going to manage this on our own. We don't need to pay you extra. Why pay that? It? You're not going to get anything. You didn't get anything for it. And then here's an idea. Just put all your money in all your accounts in the Vanguard target date 2025 or 2030 fund. Okay, I'm going to argue with you there. I'm not, I would what? not ever hold the target date fund in a taxable account anymore after what oh, Vanguard did in 2021. Yeah, yeah all right. I would, so I, put, I'm okay in retirement accounts, right. but not there. So, all right. Period. So put the Vanguard target retirement 2025 in your yeah. IRAs. and Or no, put Vanguard 2020. Oh, because it's more conservative. It's a 4060. F- so put the Vanguard okay. 2020 in your IRAs, both of them, and go with VT in your non-IRAs. The 2020, by the way, I believe you can check a box and they will never have less than 50% of the money in stocks. They give you the option of either going down to- Well, it's already, it's already, 2020 is already 4060. And that's, again, even that I would argue with because, God, you're so weighted to so many bonds. No, you're not though, because you've got the VT in your taxable account. No, okay, I'm talking about with that specific target date fund. I no, but I'm saying you're using that fund to overweight bonds in the IRAs. I got it, and you're overweighting stocks outside. I'm saying, as a general rule of thumb for anybody, anybody who has a reasonable amount of risk tolerance. I just think getting south of having 50% of your money in stocks. But the overall good, portfolio in that case is going to be somewhere be closer okay. to 60, 40. Fair That's enough. Again, I, right. I, I go back to your previous advice. I think you should fire the advisor. BND and VT. Yeah. I don't know that Vanguard should be managing money this way because it always ends up being Vanguard products. The portfolios I see are oversimplified and ignore academic work that shows you really need to own other things. My take, but this is not right. a good place. Okay, then. I think we're in semi-agreement. <laughs> Close. We're on the semi-same page. We're on a They're pseudo com- same page. I'm hoping it's not the semi that's coming this way, too. Got it. Okay. Oh, I knew you could sneak one more in before yeah. it was over. Yeah. We're done. That's we're it? Done. Okay. We're done. Yeah. We're done. This is the podcast. It's over. It's done with. By the way, uh, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast service. Please uh, share it on social media. Tell your friends. Leave a review at Apple Podcasts. That's the best place. Very few other podcast sites allow reviews. So uh, we really appreciate those. Uh, If you need help, if you need real help, and by the way, we do mean real help. We're not talking about some veiled sales pitch. Um, if you need real help, go to Vestry.com, set up an appointment with one of our Vestry by Appella advisors. They don't, they're not going to charge anything for a meeting. They're going to actually provide you advice. They're going to say, you, sh- you probably need to get rid of this garbage and go this way, but, um, they're not going to pitch anything. And you if you say have something, I can tell you want to say something. Well, I just wanted to mention if you have five hours and 17 minutes over this upcoming holiday oh, weekend, Lord. that you're looking to fill. Yeah. 
Retire me 2022. You know, for that we Memorial Day barbecue. Wait, no, for that Memorial <laughs> oh, Day barbecue. Oh, no. Actually, that's a great Set up the idea. big screen on the back porch and You'll show everybody. Have a retire meet Memorial You'll, Day party. The in-laws will be gone. There'll be there'll be marks exactly. out your driveway. <laughs> Right up, what they were showing a financial it'll, thing. Come on, it'll just be, be you and great. your I bottle of bourbon. That's the <laughs> way life should and maybe be. Maybe an overcooked steak. Nothing wrong Me with any of that. Bottle, so. bottle of bourbon. All right, we're done. Anyway, we're leaving. Okay. All right. All right. Say Sorry. goodbye, Tom. Bye, Tom. I'm done. That's Tom talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?